Do you think it's unhealthy to skip meals? No. Fine. Good. We can move on. Really? Yeah. Who thinks it's unhealthy? I've been told I need starving breakfast. Who told you that? The breakfast industry of America. Uh, mother-in-law. I, I have noticed that Hong Kong people are very particular about this. They're like, oh, don't get wet. You'll catch a chill. Don't miss a meal. That's very unhealthy. Like, my colleagues at work are also just like, what do you have for breakfast? It's like, oh, I just don't eat breakfast. Like, you don't eat breakfast. That's so unhealthy. And then they're having their, what, bacon roll dripping yeah. with grease. <laughs> That's right. Uh, actually, they did observe later in the week. You say you don't have breakfast, but every time you come in, you just start eating biscuits. And I was just like, breakfast. Close enough. And no cold water, right? Apparently. Yeah, Hong Kong's all about the warm water. It's so freaking hot here. Anyway, that was off topic. But at least I've clarified that. So I wanted to talk to you about my new edition. And find out what you thought about it. So I've got a new Nespresso machine. Which April kindly got me. Which I wasn't so keen on. Was my initial reaction. Why weren't you keen on the Nespresso machine? I was quite happy with my instant coffee, you know. You are very happy about instant coffee. I've noticed this about you. So do you want to get a coffee? And you were like, yeah. It's like, where do you want to go? It's like, oh, just instant's fine. It's like, okay. Instant is fine, really. But not for you anymore. Well, coffee serves a function, and now I have to enjoy coffee. Coffee serves a function. Why do you even bother drinking coffee? Why not just take some Pro Plus? Because it takes time to drink coffee. Why not just grind up some Pro Plus and stir it into a cup of water? I'm serious, if it's just functional. Because it's, it's more appropriate. You know, have you heard the um the story where you can stare out of a window smoking a cigarette you're a philosopher but if you stare out window without a cigarette you look like an idiot it's the same idea like if i'm grinding pro plus to mix with water i'm an idiot but if i'm enjoying a an 80 dollar coffee i'm sophisticated you're a sophisticated <laughs> snob yeah i'm an idiot also, <laughs> so you're still an idiot <laughs> anyway anyway how's the espresso machine working out for you it's amazing first thing I said to you was, or maybe not the first thing, maybe the third thing I said to you was, it doesn't burn the coffee. For someone who just likes to drink instant coffee, you seem to know a lot about making coffee. But then I complained about lifestyle creep, but you're going to get one now? Yeah, so it's not so much lifestyle creep as lifestyle infectious disease. (laughs) You're the vector, you're like patient zero for, well you're not patient zero at this point really. They're, They're all over the place. We're just killing the planet one tiny coffee capsule at a time. I was really happy sitting on the other side of the fence and just watching and pointing at the Nespresso coffee drinkers. Not just pointing, judging. Yes. But now you are the judged. It's true, and my wife got me there. Meanwhile, there's just me on the other side of the fence throwing coffee capsules back at you going, stop throwing these coffee capsules on my lawn. Recycle, you monster. They have thought about it. There is a recycling program for them. (laughs) They recycle them by sending them to China where it becomes somebody else's problem. You know what? Technically, we're in China right now. You don't even need to bother. Just throw out your window. That's going to give me some fantastical story about them being recycled as little cups for... (laughs) Cups for little old ladies. They use them... (laughs) In their second life, they're teacups. It's the circle of caffeine. We should move on. I survived my ski trip. I'm still here. In one piece? Both of my toes are black, 
well, technically just the toenails are black. I crushed both of my big toes. I turned too sharply in boots that didn't fit too well and all my body weight just like slipped onto the toe and crushed it. And I was like, oh no, I need to be more careful when I'm turning. And then later on the same day, I did a turn in the opposite direction and did exactly the same thing to my other toe. So, whoops. So initially we thought the toenail would drop off. Oh no, we didn't think anything. I was advised that my toenail was going to drop off. And? Still on. But will it? I don't know. Let's see what the future holds. Wait, wait, 50-50, 40-60? I don't know, this has never happened to me before. I mean, it's still on at the moment, but it is kind of still weird and swollen, so... I don't know, it doesn't hurt, it just looks grim. I also lost my AirPods, I'm very sad. I didn't even lose them while skiing, because I just didn't carry them with me while skiing, but I put them in my pocket after we were actually done with skiing, and I was returning my skis. And they must have literally just fallen out of my pocket somewhere in the snow. In the case. In the case. So, bye-bye AirPods, never seeing those again. Hello. Hello, Jabra 65T Elites. I lasted one week with wired headphones, and then I was just like, I can't go back. It's so funny, because I was like a major headphone jack advocate right i was all about this phone isn't outrageous it doesn't have a headphone jack fine i'll grudgingly accept a phone with that headphone jack and now literally i actually can't go back i actually found the headphone wire really annoying and i was like i can't buy airpods again because i heard they're doing airpods too they'll be so stupid to buy airpods and then anyway so yeah also it turns out i got off relatively lightly from the skiing holiday because of the two other people I went with, one of them broke his phone. Like, literally, the phone got too cold at some point, and then the cellular radio just doesn't work anymore. Was it an iPhone? It was an iPhone 8. So it looks perfectly fine, except that it literally cannot connect to the mobile phone network. It just says, you know, when you go into the cellular radio settings, it just says error. That's bad. But it's not as bad as the other friend who hit a tree while off-piste, and wrecked his knee, and now needs to have surgery. But he's actually fine. He was, like, totally blasé about the whole thing, surprisingly. He was just like, oh, yeah, I just tore my MCL. And I was just like, dude. Were you there? No, I wasn't there. I I wussed out. Basically, it turns out skiing off-piste is really, really, really tiring. (laughs) So... It was the Thursday, we'd been going out every day, and yeah, Thursday lunchtime, I was just like, guys, I'm too tired, I'm just going to stay on peace this afternoon, you guys go without me. So they went off without me, and they were just tired and unlucky, and one of them hit a tree on a snowboard. He just misjudged a turn, so I mean, obviously, I wasn't there, so I didn't see this, but he told me afterwards, he was trying to kind of turn and slipped between two trees, but he just misjudged it, and instead he kind of just like slammed sideways into the trees and clipped his knee. Ouch. And he wasn't even going that fast. It was on like the exit of the off-piste where it rejoins the piste, so it was relatively shallow, but you're still going pretty quick, and yeah, often you have to weave between loads of trees on the exit, so. How did you meet them again? So I was meant to meet them... 4.30 when they start closing the lifts but I just got a text message saying you know Simon's hurt his knee 
we're going to be late. I was like, oh, okay. So then I decided, well, there's no point standing here in my skis. I'm just going to put them away. So I went to go back to the van and we'd got driven there by a ski guide. And the guide in the morning had said, I'm going to just leave the keys in the right wheel arch of the van. So if you need to go back and get anything, you can just go and unlock the van yourself. So where's there space in the wheel arch? Well, I just figured it would be obvious when I looked. And it was. Well, so I saw a van of the correct make and model and went up to it. And I looked in the right wheel arch and on the wheel were the keys. So I unlocked the van, opened it up and I was like, where's my stuff? And I was like, oh, this isn't our van. I've just broken into some other random person's van. So it turns out if you want to steal a van in Japan in a ski resort, just look in the right wheel arch. Anyway, so then I locked up the van very quickly and scuttled away and then wandered around the car park aimlessly some more because I evidently couldn't remember where we parked. Found our van, looked in the right wheel arch and hidden like on the suspension spring was the key. So he'd hidden it way better than the other people. And yeah, then I just swapped stuff over, got back into normal shoes, went and had a coffee, went back out onto the slope to see where they were. And I saw woo, 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 like mountain rescue coming down sirens on and a body bag and i was like whoa what but <laughs> unzip the body bag there's my friend he's like oh yeah it was cold so they just put me in this body bag and i was like jeez man you know like, that looked pretty bad yeah there you go my skiing trip you know what this is kind of like when people force you to look at their holiday photos but without the photos and it's even worse i'm sorry i apologize for this segment Welcome. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. And we're a book club for games. But not today. Today, we are going to talk about Apex Legends. The February Nintendo Direct. And some follow-up items. (laughs) And some follow-up items. You need to catch your name. Yeah, but I'm not... Yeah, I don't believe in the naming. You don't believe in the naming... Come on, it's all about the naming segments. Okay, I'm just going to put this out here. How about Return Fire? It's like Rapid Fire, but it's like... I can see you're sceptical. Just why not just stick with Rapid Fire? <laughs> why not just stick with... It's follow-up. It's, it's not the same thing. It will be pretty rapid. Shall we start with Apex Legends then? Where were you when this happened? I was on holiday. I was standing on a ski slope and my phone was blowing up with loads of people saying, have you tried Apex Legends? And I was like, what is Apex Legends? I have no idea what you're talking about. It literally came out of nowhere, right? There was no hype about it before. Literally radio silence. And then suddenly a rumour about Respawn Entertainment making a Battle Royale 
And within 24 hours of that rumour, bang, full game lands for free. Play it right now in Origin. Incredible. Incredible. That's perfect. Yes. That's exactly what happened. They've done a phenomenal job. It is crazy. This thing is just, bam, landed. Out of nowhere. Triple A. Free to play. Triple A free to play? (laughs) This sounds like someone could have predicted this. Yeah. Very good. So in the space of a week, they managed to find 25 million players. And 2 million concurrent. So that's smashed PUBG. But not Fortnite. Oh, let's not even talk about Fortnite. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know what's about Fortnite. But I do know Twitch hours watched. It's the third game ever to hit. Over 7 million. Viewing hours in one day. With the other two games being Fortnite, which has managed it once. And CSGO, which has managed it multiple times, apparently. Which surprised me. It surprises me too, actually. But I guess CSGO is... I mean, CSGO is like the OG of competitive FPSs, right? So I guess it's had many more years to hit those milestones. So what's so special about Apex Legends? You can't play it solo. You must play as a trio. And I would say, I don't know how best to phrase it, but you don't need voice comms. Is this all coming from that article about how good the ping system is and how... There's the... so many articles about how good the ping system is. Uh, okay, the ping system is good. It's funny, it's like we've rediscovered something we already had, right? The, the old Battlefield games had a pinging and spotting system. And I feel like this is... Just a minor refinement of that. Maybe it's roast into glasses and actually my memory of what the spotting system was like is actually completely off, but... Couldn't you spam the spotting system before? You can spam the pinging system. You can totally spam it. Okay. <laughs> Have you played this game yet? No, I'm not playing this game <laughs> Well, yet. there you go then. Yeah, you can totally spam it. So by default, there's two buttons. A button for calling out an enemy and a button for doing context-sensitive call-outs. So you can highlight weapons, you can highlight ammo, you can highlight things like an open door, and then you'll say things like, hey, someone's been here. If you are a character like Bloodhound, who gets a special tracking ability, you can highlight the trackers that only you can see, and then you'll call them out to your teammates, and so on. Plus, there's the enemy call-out button, which specifically calls out enemy here, And that's the one I find myself spamming a lot. (laughs) I'm like, enemy here, enemy here. You know, you go ping, 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 ping. And people do that a lot when they see an enemy. But what happens if you spam it when there's no enemy? Or or it's. You totally can spam it when there's no enemy. And and the call out is context sensitive. So it will reveal whether there is. No, no. It will just say enemy here, regardless of whether there really is an enemy or not. It will call them. I think if you're literally pointing at an enemy it may give a different call out but i'm not even sure of that to be honest you very rarely point right at the enemy if you see an enemy usually what you will do is you'll point in their general direction you'll spam the enemy here button a few times and then you'll either get into cover or you'll just open fire 
So you're not going to be like, I'm going to line up right on the enemy to make sure I call it out accurate. You're instead like, oh, enemy here, enemy here. Oh, I, w- I wish that it came with that line. It is good, though. And the pinging system definitely helps when you're playing with randoms. But it only helps so much. Like, it can't help you if your teammates just don't ping anything. It can't help you if your teammates just completely ignore the pings. It can't help you if your teammates like to just randomly shoot at things and attract loads of attention to you and you all die horribly. So there's no semblance of strategy whatsoever. I feel like these are obvious things. It's like autonomous cars. If you still insist on running out in front of them, they will still run you over. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When you're playing with randoms, if you get match made with idiots, there's nothing you can do. Or sometimes you're the idiot, (laughs) it turns out. Is there friendly fire? No, thankfully. So it is more conducive to playing with randoms than, say, something like PUBG. I mean, you really just jumped in the deep end there by talking about the ping system. We haven't talked at all about what the game actually is. Sorry, what's the game? It's basically a cross between, I was going to say PUBG, but maybe Fortnite is a more apt description, and Overwatch. It's Fortnite, but first person, without the building, with character classes. So, it's just really good fun. If, if you want a more arcadey PUBG, this, at the moment, is the one to play, if you ask me. Because Fortnite is so much about the building. And some people love that, other people hate it. This is just a straightforward shooting game with character classes. But it is faster paced, it's a smaller map. And yeah, it has a more arcadey feel than PUBG. Although, time to kill is much longer. Everyone is very tanky in the end game. So, early game you can die quite quickly because you just have a health bar and it goes down pretty fast. But you can literally double your health by having shields and by the end game everyone's going to have good shields so it's actually very hard to take out another player on your own and if you're in a like 2v1 fight like one of you taking on two enemies you're pretty much going to lose whereas in something like PUBG if you are an amazing shot you can just wipe another squad it's practically impossible to do that in this at least for me, maybe people who are really good at this game can do it. Like, I just, I certainly can't. There's still time for you. There's still time for you. <laughs> I did play eight hours continuously on Sunday. That was a bit of a monster session. And one other thing is, there's a banner system. I say I say banner system. I shouldn't call it the banner system. There's a revive system, right? Well, they do actually call it, yeah, retrieving your teammate's banner. So... You basically get two chances. You you can get downed, and then your squad can res you. But if you actually get killed while you're down, instead of just being out of the game, your teammates can actually go to your loot box and retrieve your, inverted commas, banner, and then bring that banner to a respawn beacon, and a dropship will come in, and your character will just jump off the dropship and rejoin the fight with no equipment. So you literally have to find everything all over again. But, yeah, you can have a second chance. And there have been some amazingly 
close games as a result of that. Like we had one hilarious game where we dropped and another team dropped with us. So one of our teammates just got downed right at the beginning. And then I was just like, oh, they've died right at the beginning. I'm just going to mess around then. I'm going to just YOLO in with no weapons and try and retrieve their banner. So I just ran in, managed to get their banner. While I ran in doing that, the other teammate died and got killed. And I was like, well, I'm just going to try and sneak in behind them and pick up his banner too. And I managed to do that. And then I was like, now I'm going to try and get to a respawn beacon, still with no weapons at this point. Managed to do that. And then we were then like 10, 15 minutes kind of thing, like into the game and we all had no weapons. But we managed to, from that point, just cobble together a load of gear and actually come second. And we, we actually should have won that game. We actually, we actually managed to get into a really good position, but we just completely potatoed it in the last like firefight. We totally should have won. It was actually really frustrating that we didn't win. That sounds epic. That's on. That was on the stream. Did you stream that? That's on the stream somewhere. It's somewhere oh, in the I... eight hours of nonsense. With a stranger? No, that was with friends. I've, I've mostly been playing with friends. I only played one game with two randoms. I've played a few games with just one random. I have won two games. One of which was probably quite undeserved, and one of which was very deserved. Are you talking about from a, a Mike personally perspective or as a team perspective? Both. <laughs> Go on. So, the undeserved win. We were a pre-made squad of three. We landed. There was nobody there. We just looted everything in the area, so we were quite well equipped. We didn't see anybody for the entire rest of the game. And it got to the final circle and we saw a firefight going on between these other two teams. And it was like this vicious, vicious firefight. And at the end, there was one guy left standing. And then one of my teammates plinked this guy with his sniper rifle from like max range, did 28 damage and killed him. So the entire match... And that was it? Our squad fired one shot that did 28 damage, killed one guy with that 28 damage shot and we won the game so it wasn't very well deserved but you know we won whereas like complete opposite end of the spectrum was the other game where we were playing with a random who immediately went afk and died and then the remaining two of us then struggled through the rest of the game and it got to again like the final circle and there were us two people and two other squads of two left and i just ran in with my smg and killed the remaining four players and we won you need a clip we need a clip that one sadly i wasn't streaming <sighs> didn't happen it didn't happen i know <laughs> i'm really sad that's actually like my best ever performance but you just said you couldn't do that in apex legends well it turns out you can <laughs> but only if it, those other people i don't know what those other people were doing like, they must have been... I, I think it's also, to a certain extent, I'm probably playing it wrong. You're really good with SMGs, that's why. I think as people get more used to the game, people will probably start playing it differently. Like, I'm still playing it kind of like PUBG, where PUBG, it is actually important to stop and line up your shots, and accuracy really matters. Whereas with this, I think the penalty for moving and firing is much, much, much lower. So running and gunning is actually probably a much better strategy, and that's literally what I did there. I was playing as a character called Bloodhound, 
who can, well, their superpower, I think you move faster and it also, the whole world goes into black and white, except for your enemies who are highlighted in red. So I just literally activated that power and just ran in and shot at anything red and, you know, run and gun and it worked really well. But then I tried it in a subsequent game and I just died. So <laughs> I think it was like a massive fluke. I think they were probably just stunned. They were just like, who is this idiot running straight at us? Oh, no, we're dead. But also it depends what they're packing as well. Yeah, like maybe they just had loads of sniper rifles or something. They just couldn't deal with someone with an SMG. So why haven't you played it yet? I don't want to invest all that time in. Actually, it's also COD double XP. She's a terrible excuse, but I wanted to prestige. <laughs> so you've done it now I've done it now so that's it no more card it's all about Anthem <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about that another day so I have installed Apex Legends on both my PS4 and PC but it seems like a lot of investment yeah just try it what's the worst that could happen I think games of it are relatively quick as well they're about 20-ish minutes rather than 30-ish for PUBG. I don't think I'm very good at games on PC, which is the most annoying bit. I can play on PS4. But you won't be there. <laughs> no, but, you know. <laughs> I also read that cosmetics aren't shared between platforms. Cosmetics are never shared between platforms, are they? Like, Overwatch... Overwatch, I have completely different accounts on PS4 and PC. I thought Fortnite changed this. I'm so confused. I've lost track. Yeah, I think Fortnite did change this but it's literally only for Fortnite. like at the risk of going off into rapid fire loads of other devs are saying it's a total double standard sony opened up crossplay for Fortnite because of outrage and it's the most popular game in the world whatever but all of us other games are still left standing in the cold like wargroove for example is cross-platform on everything except ps4 which doesn't support crossplay. basically what supports crossplay on ps4 Fortnite. Rocket League? Is that it? I think so. But the, the, apparently the gates are open. They're not open. They're yeah, o- well. Sony's like, oh, it's a test. We're just testing it on games where there's significant outrage. So Apex Legends is not cross-play with PS4, at least. I mean, I do kind of get why they don't want to cross-play FPSs between PC and console. Because the PC players are much better, obviously. We just need more auto-aim, it's fine. <laughs> that would be so weird, actually. I can't imagine what it would actually be like if you put PC and console players together. Because on console, it is normal to have auto-aim, as you say. And on PC, it's totally not. But you can pull off much more accurate shots. So you get into situations where, for hip-firing, the console players were amazing, I guess. But they'd also just get taken out by crazy sniper headshots by the PC players. But those two things aren't fungible. Like, everyone's going to be annoyed. I don't feel like console players can be annoyed with PC players. We're the one getting the assistance. You're not getting any assistance. I don't know why you're... Oh, you can run all the hacks, can't you? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I actually hadn't thought of that. I I have heard that loads of hacks have come out now. So maybe maybe my experience this weekend is going to be completely different. And it's going to be like, OMG, this game's a hack fest. Back to PUBG. That's another hack fest. <laughs> it's a different hack fest. I haven't encountered any major, major hackers in PUBG for a while now. I mean, there, there have been a few 
totally comedy hacker moments in PUBG. Like, literally fighting against agents from the Matrix who are running at 60 miles per hour down the street at you. As fast as the car, right? Yeah. Well, I guess we just got to see how Apex Legends does in the market, because it's not been out for very long, at least at the time we record this podcast. I think PUBG is already scared. Like, PUBG in the latest patch is introducing a load of stuff that basically sounds like Apex Legends. So there's a character in Apex Legends called Lifeline and their superpower is to be able to call in an airdrop. And in PUBG, in the latest patch on the test server, there are now flare guns on the map, on every map. And when you fire them, it calls in an airdrop and it shows it on the map where the airdrop is coming in, just like it does in Apex Legends. So people on the PUBG subreddit are already going, oh, you're dumbing down my game. This isn't Apex Legends. I want a serious military shooter. So, you know, I don't know. But I I do wonder what the dent in the player base for PUBG has been since the launch of Apex Legends. Are you one of those on the PUBG subreddit saying, don't dumb down my PUBG experience? I'm mostly a lurker. I don't really say very much at all. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do, actually, because... I only have so much time to play games. I definitely don't have time to play both PUBG and Apex Legends a lot. So I'm probably, you know, I'm going to play, be playing one or the other. Or I suppose I might just switch between the two randomly. But, you know, COD Blackout definitely is over. No more of that. I actually enjoyed Apex Legends a lot. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. But we'll see. We'll see. I haven't played PUBG for a few weeks now. So maybe... I'll play a game with that and I'll be like, oh, PUBG, I've missed you so much. Why did I ever leave? Or maybe be like, yeah, forget this. It's all about Apex now. Next up. We had a Nintendo Direct. Did you watch it? No, I didn't, actually. <laughs> I don't watch the full Direct. Do you watch the full Direct? I watched the full direct while brushing my teeth. I mean, I didn't watch it live because it was on at some crazy o'clock in Hong Kong, but I watched it on YouTube in the morning before I went to work. There's just too much fluff. It was like 30 minutes long. It's not a huge time investment. Your morning routine allows you half an hour while you're brushing your teeth and enjoying your coffee and... Wait, what's your morning routine? I have a, I have a, I have a daughter. She needs to be... Her diaper needs changing. She needs to drink milk. I need to brush her teeth. Not only my teeth, but her teeth as well. My morning routine is my alarm clock goes off. I turn it off. 15 minutes later, my, no, you really need to wake up and go to work. Alarm goes off. I turn that off. And then I just pick up my iPad and I look at YouTube. (laughs) And then I like watch YouTube for 10 minutes. And then my, no, you really need to go to work. Alarm goes off. And I'm like, oh, so I get out of bed and I put, the iPad, like, you know, on the countertop next to the sink and I'm just brushing my teeth and yeah. So I I do actually watch like 20, 30 minutes of YouTube in the morning, (laughs) every morning. I have a problem. So I can only fit in 10 minutes. Okay. So I do have time, just not as much. So I I can do the Kotaku, what did you miss, highlights of the direct and I just click on the embedded trailers. Anything that excited you? No, I think, I think you should tell me what excites you, because I'm just going to steal your thunder. Uh, 
Well, the obvious thing is Mario Maker 2. Were you surprised? Let's go back a step. When you first heard of it, was it from the direct itself as you're brushing your teeth? Or did you know up front? No, I saw it on Reddit. Because <laughs> before I fire up YouTube, I open up Reddit and I look at the front page of Reddit. So on the front page of Reddit was Mario Maker 2. And I was like, Mario Maker 2? Oh, yeah, it's the Nintendo Direct. Google Nintendo Direct. Watch the YouTube video. So, I mean, I was expecting Mario Maker on the Switch. And I had said, I want Mario Maker on the Switch. In fact, I was expecting Super Mario Maker Deluxe. So basically, they were just going to port Mario Maker to the Switch with all the patches and tweaked in a way that you could play it without a touchscreen. Although the Switch does have a touchscreen, but obviously you can't use that in docked mode, blah, blah, blah. But what we actually got was Mario Maker 2. Hype. Yeah, it's got loads of stuff in it. It's got a new theme, Super Mario 3D World, which is bizarre because that's a 3D game, but now you can play it in 2D. Slopes. Slopes. That's what everyone... I think everyone was complaining about the lack of slopes in Mario Maker so much that literally the trailer for Mario Maker 2 at the start is, here's a slope, here's another slope, look, slope, 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 slopes. You know, they knew. And then everyone is dissecting the trailer to try and figure out what the new mechanics are. Like, you can change the auto-scrolling direction... People are speculating about whether you can have vertical levels. There's all these new enemies. There's new types of pipe. People are wondering whether there will actually be like a world editor to join together multiple levels, which is obviously a thing that I said we would do if we had a Mario Maker game, but we didn't make one because I haven't done any coding yet. Sorry. When's it out? June. It'll be June before you know it. I mean, we're old now. Our perception of time is like, oh, geez, it's 2020. What happened? Don't say that. Don't say that. But that means we'll have new consoles before we know it. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have a PS5. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so Mario Maker 2. Just think of the troll levels. Think of the trolls you'll be able to make with these new mechanics. I won't be making them. <laughs> I've never actually owned Mario Maker, so it's entirely possible that I will buy Mario Maker 2 and play a troll level and be like, this isn't fun. It's not fun when I'm being trolled. I want to see other people get trolled. Well, then will you then not go off and create them? Maybe I'll make troll levels. But I think making a good troll level is really hard. I've become like a connoisseur of watching people get trolled by Mario Maker levels on... Actually, I can't really say I'm a connoisseur. I just like watching this one guy play troll levels. But it is so... It's it's very interesting when you say you're a connoisseur of watching something. <laughs> well, no, no, there's a, there's a certain level like, you know, what does it mean to be a connoisseur? It's like you appreciate it on another level, right? You know, if you are just a regular person and you drink some wine, you'd be like, what is this? It's red wine. If you were like a proper wine connoisseur, which I actually just don't comprehend at all because I just can't really drink. Then you'd be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting like notes of like oak and blueberries or something, you know, like you can really tell, you can tell the variety of grape, you can tell the age, you can tell all sorts of things, right? Whatever. But for troll levels, you know, I'm watching Carl Sagan 42 play a troll level and I'm like, oh, I can see the troll. Like I can see what's going to happen here. But no, <laughs> it's a fake out. That's the fake troll that you're meant to spot when the real troll gets you, when you try and dodge the fake troll and like, oh, that was so clever. Or you see the obvious troll and you try and avoid the obvious troll 
and there's an obvious second troll that's going to hit you and you dodge that too and then a third really subtle troll gets you like you know the the people have got so good at making troll levels and and they're doing this by having to find more and more creative ways to use the blocks in Mario Maker and we've suddenly just given them a whole new toolbox maybe this is how we find our, our niche and get 10,000 just by commentating on new troll levels <laughs> since there's so many switch <laughs> we're just gonna it's gonna be commentary it's like pause it here right now look at this block this block this block is a troll trap you see you see <laughs> anyway 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 so you're pre-ordering no who pre-orders what's the what what kind of question is that why would you pre-order anything well, there's no bonuses there's nothing at all yeah oh there's so, no need so no why would i why would i pre-order anything also i buy all of my switch games digitally now because i just don't want to deal with swapping out disgusting tasting cartridges so no i'm not pre-ordering i'm just going to download it from the eShop. i mean i'm going to be really sad in like 10 years time when you know they just revoke all the license keys or something and i can't play any of my switch games anymore and i wish i'd bought them on a cartridge but it's just way more convenient to have them eShop. I'm just going to do that. Just pirate them in 10 years' time. 200 IQ. Next. I don't, I don't actually know the full title for this. Is it just Legend... The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yes. Oh, what, what else would the full title be? <laughs> I don't know, actually. A Link's Awakening. <laughs> A Link's Awakening. The Link's Awakening. <laughs> what? <laughs> of Link's <laughs> Awakening. It's, it's getting very tenuous. Of Link's Awakening. No, it's, it's just The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. <laughs> On Link's Awakening. <laughs> what, what, why are you going with this? <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to make a point. I like to be accurate. You're not doing a very good job. <laughs> you never played this in the original form on the Game Boy? The OG Game Boy? No. I did. It was very good. Was it that good though? Yeah, it was really good. Was it a Link to the Past good? Yeah. As in, it was remarkable because... I had played the NES Zelda and that game is hard work, right? Like that game is actually really hard work. And then there's a link to the past, which is really slick. Like that game is like over 20 years old now, right? Holy crap. Even, even like 1999 is already 20 years ago now at this point, isn't it? So that game is like almost 30 years old, is it? I don't know. That game is old, but. It's a game that you could play today, right? Well, people do. Technically, yes. Yes. <laughs> As in, it hasn't aged that badly. And... You can't say that. <laughs> in my opinion, it hasn't aged that badly. Anyway, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy is basically Link to the Past, but on the Game Boy. I mean, that's incredible for the time. I'm kind of surprised that they're remaking it, though, for the Switch. I, mean, I guess it's no more bizarre than remaking Pokemon Red and Blue. I mean, I, I, maybe they were just like, oh, that did really well. Let's try remaking other Game Boy games. They need to have a, a good release cadence. The most contentious thing about it seems to be the art style. I mean, I 
saw it and immediately recognized it as Link's Awakening. So, you know, I could tell, oh, this is literally a reimagining of those exact pixel tile sets. But it looks weird. Like, I don't personally think it's a very good look. And then there are people defending the art style going, oh, you don't understand. It's literally a recreation of this tile set. And it's like, no, no, I know. I played the original. I still don't really like the way it looks, but maybe it'll grow on me. How does it look? You haven't seen it? No, how would you describe it? Well, it's not low poly, but it is kind of low detail. But having said that, you wouldn't want it to be really detailed either. It's just somehow too shiny. It just doesn't look right. Like Playmobil toys, they're just too shiny. An apt comparison I saw was to the PS4 release of Secret of Mana. So if you remember, Secret of Mana was another game that had, at the time, pretty pixel graphics. And then they ported it and re-released it on PS4. And it just had relatively low poly polygon graphics that were just kind of uninspired and, in my opinion, didn't look very good. But with very subtle tweaks, the game actually could look much better. I saw that someone had taken the game and just applied a bunch of different filters or shaders to it, and it looked so much better. Which game? Secret Mana. Secret Mana. Secret Mana Remake. So, I don't know. It's entirely possible that it will grow on me, the art style, or that they will tweak it in just a very subtle way, and suddenly it'll be like, oh, I get it now. I get what they're trying to do. Or maybe when you play it for a while, and it's all in motion, you know, perceptually it just works very differently than when you see very short clips of it out the blue. Anyway, all of that is completely irrelevant, really. I mean, the key thing is, does it play well? Is it literally the same game it was back then? Was there any commentary on that? Well, I mean, no one really knows. I've just seen those short clips. But from what we've seen, it looks like an exact port of the same game. And will there be any new content? I mean, if there isn't, you know, I've played Link to the Past before. Would you consider getting it again? Well, I don't think it would make sense to, personally. But maybe it was a budget release. But, you know, I'm not expecting that. I feel, the, I feel I feel this next one is for you. Deltarune is your baby. I was surprised that this was on the Switch, but I think it's a really good sign that it's on the Switch. So Deltarune was in a really weird place. Like it was like people wanted more Undertale, or maybe just I wanted more Undertale, but we got more Undertale in this strange, subverted form. But it was very unclear if we were going to get more, if it was going to be finished. So like Toby Fox tweeted some like Q&A on Twitter and he said, you know, will there be more chapters? Won't there be more chapters? I don't know. If I'm working on my own, it might take years. Am I going to assemble a team? Maybe. Can I be on your team? Uh, don't ask me. I'll ask you. You know, so like, who knows what's going to happen with it? And maybe that was going to be the end of it. Maybe we'd have radio silence for years or maybe we'd never get the full release. But then suddenly, Deltarune, 
it's ported to Switch and coming to other consoles too now. We get this meme-filled trailer full of dogs censoring all the scenes, which was actually really funny. And the most important thing at the end, saying, Deltarune, Chapter 1, it's free. More chapters coming will not be free. So we're getting it. We're getting the whole game. It's being finished. That's the most exciting thing. I've downloaded it. It's on my Switch right now. I haven't played it. I do wonder if there's any extra content because the Switch version of Undertale had some extra stuff and it changed a few characters in minor ways that made them connect more with Deltarune. So I wonder if there are any small changes in the Switch release of Deltarune that are hints for what's coming. But I don't know that yet. And we're saving the best for last? Can I say that? Yeah, you can totally say that. I was excited for Mario Maker 2 and I knew it was in the direct because when I saw that on Reddit, that's what reminded me to watch the direct. But I watched the whole direct and I found out about a game that I didn't know I wanted, but it turns out I really wanted it. They made a Tetris Battle Royale. Tetris 99. And then you tweeted some stuff about the Nintendo Direct and Mario Maker 2, and I tweeted back at you, what about Tetris Battle Royale? And you had no idea what I was talking about. No, what I meant, I said, is this the new leaderboard? So everything has Battle Royale is what I meant. Okay. Well, yes, everything has Battle Royale now. I I think we should get ahead of the game. I think we should figure out what the next game to have Battle Royale should be, and we should make it. We should have Chess Battle Royale. No. We should have Sudoku Battle Royale. (laughs) I'm like, what can we do? What can we Battle Royale? I need Poyo Poyo now. We can make Poyo Poyo Battle Royale. We can totally make Poyo Poyo Battle Royale. That's definitely within my wheelhouse to make. Can you imagine if we make Poyo Poyo Battle Royale and then our server bill is like 10,000 US dollars or something because like everyone played it? I would both be really happy and also really sad because <laughs> I'd be $10,000 in the hole. Shit. <laughs> like, we forgot about monetization. <laughs> what the fuck? Quick, more loot boxes! Well, you know what? It's funny though. These guys forgot about monetization too. It's free. It's literally free for anybody who subscribes to Switch Online. Tetris 99. It's Tetris. You versus 98 other players. Be the last one standing. It sounds ridiculous. It's incredibly good fun. I slept at like 2am yesterday because of it. It's somehow just very, like, one more gamey. Like, a round of Tetris 99 lasts about 10 minutes. And sometimes you'll go right to the wire and you'll just make a few stupid mistakes and die. And you'll be like, oh, damn it, I need to play again. I need to, like, try and not make the stupid mistakes. Other times, you'll just get, like, picked on and you just go out at, like, you know, number 85. And you'll be like, 
this is an outrage. Like, I'm, I'm not taking this. I'm going to play again. And before you know it, you've been playing for two hours. Did you get Tetris Effect? No, I didn't. I don't need it now. I've got this. <laughs> this scratches the itch of playing Tetris. Tetris is actually quite fun. Just the mechanical execution of like, bang, 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 like put the blocks together, put things in the right place. And also the itch of, I want to be number one. I want to crush 98 other fools and be the winner. Except I've never been the winner. I'm not good enough, sadly. But one day... I feel like, yeah, at some point you'll you'll break through the glass ceiling and then you'll be unbearable again. (laughs) Again, are we not unbearable already? It comes and goes. (laughs) Because you asked me if I was good at Tetris, right? Yes. And... Yeah, I was saying that I don't think I'm particularly good at Tetris. Like, I just, you know, I can mechanically execute on a controller because I've played many computer games before. And I can think reasonably fast so I can figure out where blocks should go. But I have no real skill at Tetris. Like, I don't really know any particular patterns. I don't really know any particular tricks of like oh when you see this kind of thing you should do that or like this is a good setup for like that and like i don't know anything like i know some of these things exist but i don't know what they are and yeah i am definitely just getting outclassed by people who do know stuff like that or just i make stupid mistakes or if i last long enough the game just speeds up to the point where i literally can't think fast enough just to figure it out as i go like you know, you have a fraction of a second from when you see the block to when it slams down and you you have to start playing just from the, you know, what's up next list instead. And I just can't do that. But I'm sure if I play it enough, I'll be able to. Yeah, it's really good. Someone went and data mined it and there's apparently more modes coming. So at the moment, there's literally only one mode, which is Tetris 99 you versus 98 other randoms on the internet. But other modes will come eventually. So supposedly a single player mode where you just play against the CPU, a team mode where it's, I was going to say, is it 50 versus 50? I don't know, but there are two teams fighting against each other to be the last team standing instead. I don't know if actually it's going to be like 50 versus 50. Maybe, maybe you'll actually be able to have a small squad. That'd be fun. Can we can we have like the equivalent of like a PUBG squad in Tetris? I don't know. Oh, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Now you're talking. This is it. It's surprisingly clever. Like you wouldn't think Tetris would translate so well to a battle royale format, but surprisingly it does. Yeah, it's just particularly funny because you can literally you can target particular players with a left stick or you can use the right stick to just switch a targeting mode and let the computer target based on, you know, some criteria you set so you can say like target random people or target people who are close to death try and knock them out target people who have a lot of badges so who have like good gear that you want to steal or target people who are attacking you like retaliate so yeah it's smart it works really well so many more game ideas still out there they're just all battle royales maybe we should try and make maybe we should try and combine my two passions of troll levels and battle royales <laughs> How? I don't know. That wasn't. It wasn't a serious statement, thing. <laughs> well, no, but that's the one. It's the. It, it's the. It's the one. It's the one. If we find it, we will. We're there. We're done. 
we can retire. With an enormous server bill, because <laughs> we forgot monetization. I'm useless at Tetris. I mean, we've talked a lot about this. Are you really? I can't beat you at Tetris. Have we ever played each other at Tetris? Yeah, you've got Tetris... Te- uh, Poyo Poyo Tetris. Yeah. And I don't think you execute that quickly. I mean, you're very accurate and consistent, but you're not... Yeah, I'm not... That's what I'm saying. I'm not good at... I have no real skill at Tetris. And I can't even... T- I can't even be near where you are. I just don't do it. I just don't get it. I'd rather play Poyo Poyo. You know, I think I would like to be good at Tetris... You know, have you ever seen people who are really good at something? Like you, you see people who are like really good at like piano, piano. Fine, like you know, who yeah, they can play the piano amazingly. Like they're they're so dexterous, and it's like amazing watching them play. And like if you watch people who are really good at Tetris, like have you ever seen anyone play Tetris the Grandmaster, and what they can do with Tetris? Like that is amazing, and I would like to be that good at Tetris. But that's like ten thousand hours of Tetris, Tetris. For now, this, you, this is this you can like just win. You can just win. It's like what I said about PUBG, isn't it? <laughs> so that's it. That's it for this year. <laughs> a thousand hours of Tetris. A thousand hours of Tetris. Enthusiastic amateur. Is that a commitment? I don't know. I think I think we can just leave it. There. We should move on. Follow up. Return fire. We had some outstanding items. Well, there are a few things that we said in the previous episode that I just felt we needed closure on in this one. So for the first item, it was just terrible timing, right? Because we talked about Activision Blizzard and supposedly rumours of them reducing headcount. And I said at the time, oh, they seem to be doing it in a way that tries to avoid negative press. You know, they have this career crossroads program. They've opened it up to, you know, their IT staff as well as QA staff or customer service staff or whatever. So they're trying to reduce headcount. They're doing it in a sensitive way to avoid negative. Anyway, literally the day we released that podcast, which had actually been recorded in advance. But the day I hit the release button, mass layoffs announced to Activision Blizzard. And they literally had the worst press possible, right? Because they made record profits. They gave multi-million dollar bonuses to all their executives. And they just laid off over 800 people. They just literally like, you're all fired, get out. I mean, that's literally the worst thing you could do. Yeah. So not many people took up the career crossroads. Not enough. I'm just shocked. It's just like something out of a bad movie. You have like this caricature of a villain. Oh, I'm the CEO. Fire all the staff. Give me a million dollar bonus. Actually, $15 million bonus. You know, that just happened. Like, what? (laughs) I'm just shocked. No comment. No comment. I, I, I just think it's sad. And they said, they're going to focus more on their core titles like the boring Blizzard games now and Candy Crush and COD Mm. yeah so all established IPs they're going to double down on what that does mean though is 
we'll be getting a new Diablo, I think. <laughs> Do you guys not have phones? <laughs> it doesn't matter, it's all about Apex Legends now. And Tetris Battle Royale. <laughs> hey, Candy Crush Battle Royale. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've said it. Pay to win. Imagine if it was that. You can buy bonuses so you can um, improve your... I don't know what you can do. Do you think if we made, for artistic reasons... Sorry, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see them. The most offensively pay-to-win game, Battle Royale, to keep it topical, people would A, play it ironically, and B, spend loads of microtransactions ironically because they actually want to win. And that's how we're going to make our millions. Yes. All right, I'll get right on it. Yeah, a competitive match three where you can buy weapons. You can buy weapons. Fuck it. Let's be <laughs> obvious about it. We should, yeah, we should, we should literally have, when you lose, it should literally say, pay to win. It's like, five bucks respawn. If you had paid five bucks, you would have come 50th. It's like, you still can pay 50 bucks and you can be 10th. Or, yeah, we're like, pay a hundred bucks, get another life, stay in the game. <laughs> We should move on. <laughs> we should move on. The next one is literally follow-up. So, at some point in the last episode, I mentioned a game called Late Shift, which is an FMV game. Which I poo-pooed. And I joked, as soon as this recording is over, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it and gift it to you. And what did you do? As soon as the recording was over, I turned on my computer, I fired up Steam, and I bought it for myself. And I bought it and I gifted it to you. So now it's the next book club game. <laughs> Thank you. So we haven't yet had the Celeste episode, but the next book club game or games will be doing FMV games as a break from platformers. So it will be Late Shift, Bandersnatch, Minecraft Story Mode maybe is a little bonus. Anyway, we'll talk more about that in the next book club episode but just to say i kept my word and followed through for comedy value so we now both own late shift thank you finally hot off the presses this isn't really follow up this is like this is actually back to rapid fire bowser takes over nintendo of america it's not an april fools <laughs> not an april fools this happened literally today reggie fils has retired he is stepping down as president of Nintendo of America. Doug Bowser is taking his place. That is the most perfect name. Bowser is now president of Nintendo of America. This is the first Bowser I've ever come across. He didn't change his name, right? He, he's been there for ages. But did he change his name for ages just because of a joke? This is the long con. <laughs> yes. I doubt it. But what of what origin is that name? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Italian? I don't know, actually. Bowser is a word, right? Isn't like a container of water a Bowser? I would believe that. I don't know how that helps with name origins. Although surnames are originally often... But then... Usually it's the profession, not an object, right? It would be like if your name was Ting Sandwich. <laughs> Actually, that's, that sounds terrible. Let's not go there. 
Yeah, I don't know. Still, Bowser is now president of Nintendo of America. Well, he's not right now. In April, but not April 1st, Bowser will be president of Nintendo of America. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. It's just like, it's just, it's just a fact. <laughs> you can't give us a Bowser impression. <laughs> what, what does Bowser, what kind of noise does Bowser even make? He doesn't really talk. He just makes kind of things, doesn't he? Stomp, stomp, stomp. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Oh, dear. How are we going to top this? We need Wario to be president next. That's the, You should change your name to Wario. Waluigi, actually. Waluigi. I was thinking that there, your impressions are so good. You need to have a word with illumination and get make sure you're part of the, the voice cast for the Mario film. So that's our goal. That's, that's our goal, right. For 2019. Second career as a voice actor. Yeah. I read an article about someone who just did voiceovers on Fiverr. And then they just kept doing it. And they bought all this equipment. And now he's pro voiceover artist now. And he charges thousands for ads, presentations, lectures, you know, talks, training. I hate... Oh, just... I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. We've been doing this podcast for years and we've not made any money from it. He started on Fiverr. <laughs> from day one, he made more money than us. Yeah. <laughs> if you calculated the P&L for this podcast, we're definitely more on the L. <laughs> but we have the intangible benefits of not having the money anymore having spent it on this podcast was it worth it was it worth it ting you don't say in past tense it's not part <laughs> it means it's over there can still be pee <laughs> there can still be pee there's just pee everywhere ting we were lost levels club we still are lost levels club please rate and subscribe to us on itunes Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. And YouTube as Lost Levels Club. You can find us on Facebook. There's not much content there, but you can find us there. Give us a like. Convince your friends to listen to us. Write a review for us. Write a review for us on iTunes. Or whatever other podcast app you use. But iTunes would help the most. So Michael, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful that my new wireless headphones arrived. I'm grateful that I no longer have to like get tangled in wires again. I'm like, what is this? Like the 20th century? So Michael says bye. Bye bye. <laughs>